0: Are you multi-passionate like me? You know, I have often daydreamed about what would life be like if I was like super gifted at just one thing. Like being a glorious singer. And that's it, I'm going to be the best at it. Or being someone who is obsessed with painting. That is my life work and that's what I'm going to do forever, but no. I've always felt like I could never pick just one lane ever. I feel like my life has four very different and very separate tracks or buckets that they fit in. And I wonder, is there any possibility of having all of them merge together? Is there a path to fusion? For me, those four buckets are my family and my personal life. Uh, One is work. One is the podcast and all of my creative endeavors, the blog, the TV show ideas, the public speaking. And the last one is dance and fitness and kind of the wellness journey. So I thought I'd unpack it with, with you and talk a bit about the origins of it all. And you'll see why it will perfectly unfold into the next series called Big Changes. Not just changes, but like big ass changes. I've come across so many people who struggle with this. You've shared it with me. You have a lot of different interests, but not sure if those interests are worthy of making a whole career out of them or making a big change, a big right turn. You might think of yourself as having a few outward-facing social identities, but there's so much more to you than the public sees. It feels like a yearning and a longing to break out of that invisible glass container that you've just outgrown. I mean, it's hard to breathe in there. Your limbs are all smushed in. How do you break out of those identities you've spent your whole life creating? So those identities might be, I'm a lawyer and a mom. I am a lawyer and I'm a mom. I'm a middle manager and a dad who likes to golf. I'm a middle manager and a dad that loves to golf. I'm single and working to pay the bills, but haven't really found my thing yet. I'm single and I'm trying to pay my bills and uh, I just haven't found my thing yet or my person. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I dream of doing more, but what? I'm a stay-at-home mom. I dream of doing more, but what? Oof, I feel this. You're made for more and you are so much more than the labels the world gives you. And today, especially as the pandemic is reshaping the framework we know so deeply, and we are all rethinking what do we want in our future and redefining what more looks like and redefining our self-worth. So I thought I'd take a moment to break down my four buckets and talk a little bit about part of my origin story. First and foremost is my personal life, my family and my friends. I'm one of seven children, and I grew up in a very bustling and loud house in New Jersey. Today, I live in Atlanta and have been here for 21 years. My husband is also one of seven kids, believe it or not. I feel like we're both kind of unicorns. And I'm a very happy wife with two children. I've got a boy named Danny, who is nine, and a girl named Juliana, who is six. And my husband, Chris, and I are about to celebrate our 10-year wedding anniversary in April. Personally, I've always been a very, very deep thinker, always kind of different. I was never popular as a kid, not because I was nerdy. I just wasn't cool. I was kind of a loud mouth. And that's okay. I'd rather be warm than cool. But anyway, I didn't really blossom, and I didn't really find my people until I was in college. My home life today is is really one of the happiest and most stable parts of my life. And for that, I'm so grateful As it truly has felt like a complete shitstorm the past two years, actually six years my husband and I do have some very intentional practices to keep our marriage growing and strengthening and doing our best not to screw up our kids as badly as we think we are. But perhaps I'll talk about that and unpack it in, in another episode. And you can subscribe to more personal updates at allisonhair.com. Leave me your email and I'll send you my weekly journal entries, which are always short, insightful, very personal, and kind of funny. So I didn't wanna talk too, too deeply about the personal stuff. I think you'll start to kind of see and feel it as I unfold some of the other stories and can make your own inferences from it. You know, another bucket is work. And to me, work feels separate from everything, like a completely different identity. One that pays the bills and I've been in technology sales for a long, long time, 20 years, I mean, I'm just not sure my customers really want to talk to me about their deepest fears in solving the world's problems, but they want to make sure they can eliminate paper and make life easier and more digital, and I can help them do that for them. I truly love the relationship building and have always been able to connect really quickly with C-level executives and really anyone in the organization. I genuinely love getting to know people as people not just work uh, contacts and or transactions so there's a lot more to my work story and especially my early work at mary Kay cosmetics i never uh, uh, and yes i said mary Kay cosmetics i never want to be part of a multi-level marketing organization again or do that work so please do not hit me up with your weight loss program your beauty prog products or crazy ass leggings but I will say that that experience in Mary Kay in my late 20s, early 30s, that has shaped, uh, it has shaped the very, very best parts of my skills as a professional and made me incredibly marketable. I will put a pin in the work bucket here. Then there's dance. So you may or may not know, or if you go on my Instagram account, my Instagram is Allison underscore underscore hair, and usually the feedback I get from it is, "Wow, I didn't realize you did all of that. There's so much more to you than I knew," and uh, and that's kind of the story of my life. I'm sure that's probably the story of your life, and that is what attracted you and uh, brought you to this podcast because that is kind of what I'm finding. But uh, you may or may not know that I am a, an AFA certified um, and certified to teach Rebel Groove. Rebel Groove is a hit, high-intensity interval training hit-style dance format that totally has a cult following nationwide. I had no dance background when I stumbled on this class on a lark, right in the last days of 2019, about two years ago, and that class was packed. It was dark. The lights were low, the music was loud, and the instructor, Ashley, looked like a damn goddess. She was lean, she was cut, she was dripping with sweat, and she moved like she had full command of her body. I, on the other hand, had parked myself in the very back corner, of course, where nobody could see me and was tripping all over myself. But something happened. I felt this intense rush, like this joy. Even though I didn't know the moves, I didn't even know most of the songs. I was just moving my body in a different way. And back then, my exercise was only going to a fitness trainer. My schedule was just so packed. And I would go in the mornings from 5 to 5.30 a.m. That's it. That's all I could muster in my schedule. And uh, at the end of 2019, it was right around the holidays, my trainer went on vacation. So I had a little bit of an opening and I had some flexibility in my schedule because we weren't really working. And I thought, well, what is something I wanna do? Not necessarily something I should do to kind of hold my regimen. And I thought, I always love to dance. I just don't know how, but I I bet it would feel good. So I found this class, this class called Rebel Groove, and was totally hooked. I rearranged my schedule and started going three or four times per week on some weeks. I'd sneak away to dance during lunch and come back to work to the office sweaty and gross. But I just felt the spark, like, could this really be something that would change my whole life? And it just, it just felt like a, again, like a full command of my body of just, what is this? I need to do more of it. I need to keep feeling this way. It feels so good. And I haven't felt so good. I haven't allowed myself to feel good. I've like tortured myself into compliance for fitness in a lot of ways over many, many years and um, had suffered for a, a bit of it because of it. So, you know. And and at the same time, I had three three New Year's resolutions for 2020, even before I found this dance class. So as you can imagine, two of those resolutions went straight to hell for obvious reasons. But one of them was to learn a really hard choreographed dance routine. So I became a rebel dance instructor after six months during the pandemic. You can actually do it online and on demand today. And if you're interested in it for yourself, I linked it in the show notes. Uh, it's rebelfit, reb 3 l You can do it at home yourself and use the code AHAIR, is in Allison hair, hair like a rabbit, A-H-A-R-E, and get your first month for free and just do it at home. Anyway, these past two years have been so intense for me, just like all of us. I mean, has anyone really been thriving through the whole pandemic? I mean, if you are, F off, (laughs) you are not my people. But anyway, the dance has felt like the brightest spot through the darkest days and has given me a new kind of gratitude for my body that instead of torturing it into compliance, like I said, I let it move and breathe and feel joy. Now, mind you, I am generally terribly uncoordinated and still forget a lot of the moves. But I let go of the focus of trying to get every move right and that perfectionism thing and just letting it be okay to just give myself permission to move and to feel good. And I really am working on being more free with my moves. I think as a culture, we as women are taught not to take up a lot of space, to not inconvenience others and stay tight to our bodies. And I still feel like when I look in the mirror... I hold back a a lot by nature, I just am used to it, so I'm working on letting go and it's always a work in progress, right? Now I'm teaching at a studio in Decatur, Georgia two days a week and I started that in January of this year, which has been so exciting. It's been such a confidence builder just to teach and share this with others live and in person. And it's so fun to witness when others get that same spark. I can look back and see it in their faces, like, "Oh, wait, did I just feel that? Oh, wow, that felt so good! Like just that light in their faces, in their bodies. What a gift!" I'm so grateful for the founders of Rebel and for creating this dance, dance format. It is—it is so different from anything else I've tried. It actually attracts a lot of non-dancers because it's accessible but it's still a damn workout and you're constantly moving so by the end you've had your ass whooped but you don't even feel it because you got lost in the fun of it and if you want to learn more about the rebel origin story i interviewed them on this podcast you can revisit episode 73 I interviewed them as in the founders. I've interviewed two of the three founders, um, and that's episode 73 of Culture Changers. And then there's this podcast, Culture Changers, and the blog, and all the creative outlets, including a TV show I've been out pitching. You can go to allisonandhair.com and kind of get access to all of it. The, this world, the podcast world, my creative world feels very expansive. It feels aligned. I feel the most fully expressed and open like, yeah, this is what I should be doing. Like, traffic and creativity just flows back and forth. It's bubbling along and exciting. And it's certainly a practice and a discipline. If you listen to my early shows, you'll hear the difference. But I was always committed to continuously publishing regardless of who listened. I mean, this podcast, Culture Changers, oh, it is like getting to ask the sphinx all of the burning questions keeping you up at night and actually getting answers you can use, almost like satisfying an itch. And you're, in case you were wondering how this podcast came about, it's kind of funny. After I had both of my kids, I used to binge every Real Housewives episode that ever was and every reality TV show, like my life depended on it. I was so freaking bored and my husband would always tell me, Allison, you really need a hobby. What, what was I gonna do? I knew I had a background in public speaking and a degree in broadcasting and that I never really used directly in my profession. I mean, it certainly helped, you know, from a communications background. But at the same time, I had all kinds of F up stuff happen in a short—no, uh, I don't know if it was short—but like this, this time that felt very condensed, even though it was over like I don't know, two or three years. But they were super pivotal. Everything from a traumatic birth experience with my firstborn son, uh, IVF at age 40 for my daughter, disordered eating body dysmorphia, botched plastic surgery, I mean, no shit, all of it at once. And all of this was happening in such a condensed period of time. And at the same time, I was volunteering at this inner city school and I was working face to face with some of the students and started to notice such broken systems and realities that just people like me did not know about, didn't have any exposure about and it made it virtually impossible as i was learning about this to progress or break out of this systematic oppression or some of these frameworks that just no longer work on so many levels so i was trying i was getting this stirring like i'm i'm witnessing maternal healthcare problems with healthcare with politics political division with you know with with education and all of these things that i felt Really passionate about, but just didn't know where I could make a difference or what, you know, what I could do about it or, you know, kind of like a little ripple. Could could my ripple be enough? Could I be enough? So one day I got a promotional email from Seth Godin, the great Seth Godin, uh, incredible uh, international thought leader, about his podcasting program. And I don't know if I even looked at the price or gave much thought. I just said yes with no idea about what my concept would be about. I just knew I wanted to make an impact. I knew that if people could know what I was experiencing or unfolding in real time in a different perspective, in a different context, I wonder if if more people knew, could we change things together? So in May of 2019, almost three years ago, Culture Changers was born. It actually had a different name, and that's like its own story. But back then, I didn't necessarily have a specific niche. As we've established, I am multi-passionate, and as much as I've tried, I cannot be put in one box. So, I would interview really amazing thought leaders that would break convention and change how we live. I've interviewed and still change how we live. I've interviewed some of the greatest leaders in our world, including Seth Goat and the great Seth Goad and Jesse Itzler. I hope you follow all these people on Instagram, Heather Monahan and so many others. I've interviewed political figures, religious figures, medical practitioners, CEOs, groundbreaking entrepreneurs. But something changed. So over the years, I felt so nourished on every level by doing these interviews, but something was still missing. Last summer, I went to one of the largest podcast conferences in the world called Podcast Movement in August. And at the time of August 2021, I was so burned out from everything. My mother had just passed away. I was irrevocably burned out from work. And the podcast, honestly, just wasn't gaining much traction, despite getting really favorable feedback. So I went to this conference to see if I should just, you know, one last gasp of, should I hang up the podcast headphones and put away the mic and just, just stop. It wasn't what I wanted to do. I always love the podcast, but it's a lot of effort and money after, at that time, two and a half years and felt like I wasn't sure if the message mattered to you. I mean, it mattered to me, and it felt like an outlet, but I was starting to really weigh things, and it didn't feel like it was making enough of a difference, at least that I knew. You know, most listeners are passive. Most podcast listeners are passive. I mean, think of all the podcasts you listen to. I bet there are some you just love, and you probably share them, and you talk about them, and you post them on social media but probably never took the time to leave a review or reach out to the host to tell them you love it or that it helped you in some way. So anyway, the sound of crickets when it came to my podcast was getting a little too loud in my ears. And if you have your own podcast, I know you struggle with these same feelings. It's pretty normal. But then I talked to my buddy, Brian Green, He is the host of one of the top 20 comedy podcasts in the world right now. Yes, I'm serious. It's called The Commercial Break. Go on whatever podcast platform and subscribe or follow it. It is hilarious. It is a very well-done comedy chat cast. And fun fact, Brian and I have known each other for 15 years. And that podcast was born out of my podcast coaching program, That I did a few years ago when I was teaching people how to start their own shows. Anyway, he suggested that I reformat my podcast into series, into mini series, focusing on some of the biggest challenges we face as a human race. Sex, money, belonging, family dynamics, play, the art of fun, so many endless topics. So I relaunched and something wild happened it got so personal, not only for me, but for you. You wanted to know what your place is in the story of changing the culture. And I started to take the topics that were bubbling under the surface of our own skin and really my skin, things that were really weighing heavily on me. And I just didn't know what to do about it. I didn't have words for it. I didn't know they were even there. Things we don't usually talk about or don't even know that it affects us. But once it was brought to light, wow, I just said it out loud. And then I heard from you and you said, oh my goodness, I feel that way too. I never thought about it. I never knew. And each episode is shaped to take these personal feelings, these thoughts that are in our head that we don't even acknowledge or know about it, and relate it back into the culture and invite experts on to help us work through it together. How did we get here? Why does it feel the way it feels? Now that you understand it, how does the world change when you heal it in yourself? It really does have a huge impact. Things like adult friendships and how much shame many of us feel in the quality of our friendships as grown-ass people or our social identities and how much of a part they play in how we move in, in the world and rewiring some of those old stories that no longer serve us. Every episode is designed to have you rethink some of the frameworks that we live in and some of the frameworks that we've simply grown out of. They no longer work. So what's happened is, is that some of you are forming little groups in your own communities and using the ideas you've discovered in this podcast and holding each other accountable as you actively start applying them in your own lives. Good Lord, it is amazing to hear about that. And I don't hear it from everybody, but I do hear it from some where I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, like those the passive listeners, imagine What could happen if we all started applying this? So, I would encourage you Look back at some of the titles of some of the podcast episodes that, uh, that I've had. Just kind of scroll through and see what kind of pops out for you. Maybe there's somewhere in there that is, is kind of where you are struggling right now or would love to know more about or somebody you know is struggling with it and would love to have a, maybe a deeper perspective or an expert's opinion on it or an expert's guidance on it and then help from there. So I swear that feels like the biggest gift to me, that it's resonating for you. And in the process, I am breaking down. (laughs) And, you know, like if you're subscribing to my blog, if you've been listening to me on my podcast, I just feel like I'm breaking down over and over and over again, just breaking open, breaking down, breaking open, breaking down, breaking open. And I'm working on healing too. And that's why we close up the latest mini series on reparenting yourself. We move to something I've been brewing for a long time big ass changes. Now, I'm still interviewing and building out this series, but I've got some amazing topics and guests, like changing people's minds. Think about that. Think about. Politically, and some of the the uh, you know things you're trying to accomplish with people you love and care about. What? How do you change people's minds? Like scientifically, and gender reassignments. Like seriously, the biggest changes ever is talking about what what is it like to move through the world and feel like you're in the wrong gender, and then change it and be able to re-identify yourself in a way that feels more aligned with you and then getting sober and getting someone you love sober and how do you do that how do you stay committed to sobriety as a team as an individual or changing your dysfunctional family dynamics that one is a big big one i'm excited to tackle that one because i know um i know that's something you really care about is is when to cut ties when to dig in for some of those dysfunctional family dynamics to disassociate or to, you know, to kind of dive in. And the change, the change, menopause, which I feel like I don't know anything about, but because it's so rarely talked about. So I'm looking for massive life changes or even people looking to share their big stories of big ass changes, maybe for the first time or even anonymously. If you know someone, or have a big story to tell, please send me a note. You can DM me on IG at allison underscore underscore hair, or send me a note on my website, allisonhair.com. So anyway, I would love to hear from you. What are the buckets you compartmentalize in your life? DM me. Subscribe to my weekly journal emails at allisonhair.com. And most of all, Won't you share this episode with a friend or five who is maybe going through some big changes too? And while you're sharing it, please give me a five star review and leave a written few words as to what stood out to you. It helps other people understand what this podcast is about. And it helps me. It really does help me understand what's resonating. um, And those ratings really do help from a social proof perspective. And I so appreciate the time it takes for you to do it. As always, thank you for listening. And I'll see you next week.